See, this is why we have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Opus Podcast. This is our podcast on raveling songs. My name is Josh Kumar. And I'm Lana Holgado. Y'all ready to know what it is? This is our Indie Artist Spotlight, where we're bringing you the best and the brightest that the streets have to offer. And folks, coming at you from Nashville, recorded in Rec Philly Studios in the greatest city in the world, we got one of them with us. She's a singer, songwriter, musician, TikTok sensation, touring the nation. Man, y'all know the rest. It's Isabel Pless. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And we got like a special treat too, because we also got your manager, Tori Hammerski, right? Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, right now you're on what, your fifth day of the tour, right? Yes, tonight's the fifth show in Philly. I'm very excited. I got you. Cool. So, how's it been with the tour life? It's been good. It's it's sort of what I thought it would be, which is is good. I've never been on tour before, but um, yeah, it's a lot of sitting in a van and then going in a green room and then going on stage. <laughs> but it's been really fun. Yeah. So is your team just like you and Tori just kind of like chilling through? Yeah, it's me and Tori, and then um, obviously I'm on tour with Donovan Woods and Henry Jameson. So we're riding in the van with their whole crew, which is really great. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. That's pretty chill. Yeah. yeah. Do they roll deep with because? I feel like a lot of their more music is a little more like acoustics kind of set. Yeah, yeah. They each just have like one um, other musician with them on stage. So it's been very chill, like very laid back acoustic sets and stuff. I got you. Yeah. So what's it like being on tour with them there? It's where like, you know, you don't have like the full pressure of like mm-hmm. having to bring out all your fans, but you still get to like play to decent crowds and all. Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, I think um, I feel like it is pretty low pressure in terms of like the expectations are not, you know, crazy high for uh, a first tour or anything. But it's it's so nice. Like their audience is so I don't know. They're very welcoming, which is nice. And I feel like they're I'm always like playing the rooms and they're like dead silent. Like I can tell they're listening, which is really cool. And it feels very special. Yeah. I got you. So do you feel anything when you're trying to like open for them, like trying to get the crowd with you or? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I want to make sure they f- they're excited and, you know, that they feel safe and stuff also. Um, but also my songs are like kind of sad and mellow. So. <laughs> <I gotcha>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice way. To, how do you actually start? Because you yeah. have a lot of like things that just kind of like hit you quickly. Like, yeah. I, well, I like which song starts. Yeah, to yeah, say? Like, yeah. I start with spam calls because I feel like I do. That song is piano, like on the um recorded version but i do it on guitar it's a little more upbeat um yeah i wanted to start with one that was a little bit more like hey guys woo!" It's <laughs> and then that. ease into the sad stuff yeah. yeah yeah i got you yeah uh so want to start off with like your artist journey like where you started again uh you started writing songs around age 12 right yeah i did um i started free guitar lessons at my middle school when i was like 10 um my dad is always like, I think you were just trying to skip recess because you didn't want to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think that's probably why. But I loved guitar. And then when I was 12, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I saw what Taylor Swift was doing. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So what kind of stuff were you writing at that age? Like, mm, It was a lot of, um, honestly, it wasn't too different from what I do now. It was like kind of sad. Um, but I think I was mostly just trying to replicate what I was hearing, I mean, from Taylor Swift or, like, from other, like, young female singer-songwriters that were in the public eye. Um, I think that's what was inspiring me at that age. Mm. Was there, like, a point when you were going through it where you're like, oh, you know, this is something that's, like, cool, not just for me, but, like, as something that people might enjoy? Yeah, I mean, it probably wasn't until 2020, because that's when I started putting stuff online, and... I mean, I always just did it for myself as a way to, like, I don't know, process my feelings and (laughs) Mm -hmm. expend energy. But, um, yeah, I think I always had this this thought in the back of my head that was like, I wonder what people would think of this. Um, But I never really got the courage, I guess, to share until later. It's actually kind of interesting that you say that uh, you've been writing the same thing because I feel like your style is, like, really personal. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So, like... It makes sense that it kind of took like a while to get developed over time. One thing that I think is like really interesting about your lyricism is how like conversational it comes out there. 
Um, when you're writing their songs and stuff, how do you sort of differentiate between this is more like a journal entry versus like, oh, no, this is a bar that I want to like turn into meter, put it to melody? Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I honestly, it, I feel like it's the same way every single time where I'm just sort of writing. I don't think too hard about the music piece or else I think I would almost I, I think I would stress myself out of writing the song. Um, so I try and be as honest as I can while also I mean I love wordplay so I think that um if I can get a good like rhythm inside the the sort of meter of the lyrics down and also maintain a sense of like conversation or um yeah honesty I think that's sort of where I feel the most inspired and where I feel like things are working and I can keep going definitely yeah so would you say you're more like a lyrics first uh writer musician every single time yeah yeah so that's kind of interesting because a lot of people I feel like we talk to, they like uh, get a melody out and they yeah. try to like catch the beat from there. So when it comes to what you're writing there, uh, how do you just sort of put like when you have your lines written, how do you put that to music? Well, I think I'll, I'll try and catch the flow of like because I think um, just when I'm writing or when I'm saying the words sort of out loud as I'm writing them. I can sort of sense the, the, the rhythm of, of the words and how they're going to sound coming out of my mouth. And then I try and match a melody to sort of fit that, the beat of the words, I guess, more than like um, just the melody in general. So I think, yeah, I think it, it, it is inspired from the lyrics. Yeah, I feel like it really comes through, especially in your songs, that it's like that you're like lyric centric. Um, because it just feels very conversational and natural like how it and it feels like you have a very big grasp on language (laughs) in general and i saw that you have a linguistics degree i I do that makes makes so much sense would you like to talk about that a little bit yeah influences you at all totally i mean it, it definitely does in several ways i think obviously like the psychology behind language and different connotations and and you know, saying what we mean versus sort of talking around it, if that makes sense. And then also, like, on the more, um, even, like, clinical side, almost where, like, the tiny little parts of language, and I think about rhyming or when I think about um, how how things sound, like, to the ear. Um, yeah, it just makes me think really hard about what I'm writing. Gotcha. I'm going to ask a really stupid question now, no. but, like, what kind of classes go into like a linguistics mm. major? Yeah, well, there's a lot. And uh, you start with like an overall sort of view intro class. But then the first class I took after was that intro class was syntax. So it was like the structure of language. So we were doing lots of like language trees, which is breaking down like where verbs go and nouns and how it all fits together and word order. And then on the other side, there's like phonology and phonetics, which is the sound of language and what what particles can come next to each other and yeah it's very broad lots of different aspects i'm sort of a nerd about it but i was really excited because same like, yeah I, took, I only i took like two linguistics classes in oh college, my gosh what did you think it was uh, well one was like actually like linguistics 101 or it was yeah. like it was like a 200 level class but i forget like what it was actually but right. and then the first one i took my freshman year it was like a 300 level class i didn't even know but it was um linguistic anthropology Ooh, and that was that's really cool. interesting yeah because it was like all the different like languages and yeah 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 it's so cool one of the coolest classes i took in college was historical linguistics so you got to see like all the language families and sort of how i don't know modern day language like the way you can trace it back to to historical language patterns is so crazy language change and stuff yeah we took latin in high school so yeah yeah, you got Uh it yeah Yeah, a lot of the pater noster kind of like oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that whole that whole thing there yeah and it's like i i don't know i thought i always thought it was really cool because like no one knows like what latin really sounded like yeah and so we're just like this is what we think it sounds like exactly Mm. we don't like super know but it is crazy how they can like they can approximate pretty well what it sounds like just from studying and cross comparison it's cool yeah what it doesn't it 
sorry, this is going to be really off tangent, no. but like this is just something I thought. But like I thought church Latin is how it, like it's kind of survived though, right? So yeah, church Latin. I mean, it's Latin's a dead language, but like it survives in context. Like I think no one is like fluent in Latin, but like you can read out um, mm. scripts and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's like that's not how it would have been like like regular people talking like vulgar Latin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, to the extent that it informs your songwriting, though, yeah. like, uh, how do you sort of incorporate linguistics when it comes to like composition? I think it does show up the most when I write a phrase and I say it out loud and then I hear how it sounds. And if it sounds nice mm-hmm. <laughs> to my ears, um, then I'll keep going. Yeah, I just love um, alliteration, I think, is one of the things that I love about songwriting Sorry, I got that was really not helpful no no that <laughs> oh, was actually yeah. because i think like you do develop the ear more than anything when it comes yeah. to this thing yeah yeah and especially like you know uh can dive into some of your songs here but the wordplay on it is really uh impressive here thank you um i want to start with uh keeping score that was the autumn i was hoping i could pull you god i really want to know's always in a book so i started wearing perfume said you like the smart girls had the mic game studied for my one minute of fame but you fed me to the lions can't you hear them roar sitting in the background keeping score keeping score i started writing i used to work in a bookstore and i was like shelving books and i thought of the lyric your nose was always in a book, so I started wearing perfume, and I thought it was funny, and so I was <laughs> like, I want to save that for later, and um, I felt like it matched up well with an experience that I had where I really liked this guy, and he didn't like me back, but he would sort of hang out with me because I helped him write his English essays, and so I felt like I was able to incorporate <laughs> that lyric into the song where I was like, oh. I wanted your attention so bad, but mm. all you wanted was English essays. So, I got you. Yeah. What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Got a uh, song out of it. <laughs> that's, I saw somebody said it was like, uh, it's like the love language for people who, or um, it's the anthem for uh, girls whose love language is tutoring. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that too. It was so funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was like a bar in there that uh, I re- thought was really interesting where you had that line like, um, you fed me the lions, uh, mm-hmm. can't you hear them roar? Uh, and then you said that it was a reference to like the New York City <laughs> yeah. Library Lions, which I never, that would have gone completely over my <laughs> head. Um, and it's also like how a pack of lions is called a pride. And yeah. then like, you know, that was a song about his pride and stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was really fascinating. Um, when you're writing something with like such like dense material behind it, how do you just sort of make sure that gets conveyed? Mm. I mean, I think I thought of, cause there is that phrase, like you fed me to the lions in terms of like, you totally screwed me over. Um, and I think I wrote that first, but then I was like, well, thinking about the New York City Lions and there's sort of this representation of like the pride of literature and um, this whole song is about how this guy really only wanted to hang out with me because I was smart in the sense of like I would help him with his English essay. So I I think I'll write a lyric thinking about it in one way, but then try and bring the meaning in in other areas as well as I like continue to write the song and have a fully formed idea. I got you, yeah. So you really just, like, paint a picture with the whole thing, then? Yeah, I, I try to. Yeah, yeah. I hope to... I I think my goal always is, like, that a lyric can never mean just, like, one thing. Like, it can have so many interpretations. Do you ever have a moment where uh, you're, like, writing something, then, like, you're just like, oh, I don't know if people are going to get this, and, like, uh, you're just, like, sitting on that for a while? Totally. I think... Um, I'd say Bechdel Test... I have a song called Bechdel Test, and I was like, I don't really know if people are going to think that this is funny, because um, I <laughs> I feel like the Bechdel Test, people like sort of know about it, but it's not, I don't know, I never really heard people talk about it in music before, mm. um, so I think sometimes I just get nervous, and then I, I am sort of hesitant putting it out there. Um, that song I sent to like three people before I posted it because I was like, is this funny or weird? Can you tell me? <laughs> yeah. That That's really funny that because I thought like when I was listening to it, I was just like, oh, no, this like not only is she a great songwriter, but like she's also like kind of like she knows humor really well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so. I miss 
and appointments and birthdays and sunsets. I've been watching too many movies that do not pass the Bechdel test, and that makes me feel like I am a bad feminist, but I pirate them. So that makes it better, I guess. I've been trying watching movies that don't pass the Bechdel mm. test, so you decide to pirate them to make it okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, because that, that's what I do with canceled movies now. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, it's like a real, I mean, it's a real thing where you feel this sense of guilt because you're like, uh, I really shouldn't be watching this. But also, it's like, I, I do that with Woody. Okay, I don't still do it with Woody Allen movies, but like in college, I got every it. now and then. I mean, I feel like it's okay to steal from Woody Allen. I know. I was so, like, like, you know, you I'm know. pirating it. I just yeah. sort of want to watch this right now. I've never seen Annie Hall. And... That was the movie that I would watch sort of over and over again. I was like, God really sucks that <laughs> you can't watch it. Like, and I mean, yeah. the Bechdel test, it, like the original comic that it's from, it wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Yeah. So it's like, it's fine. It is fine. Yeah. You just watch Alien. <laughs> That's it. Does Alien pass the Bechdel test? It. Yeah, because of the, the alien is a woman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not everyone thinks she's an expert on the Bechdel test. So, gotcha. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny because I feel like that was uh, the first song of yours that like really, really started yeah. doing numbers, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the first song that went like not viral. I don't know. I haven't really. I don't wouldn't say I've had like a viral song, but it the numbers were crazy for like me at at the time. It was it was pretty wild. Yeah. Gotcha. How do you sort of balance like? going that what we'll, we'll, we'll call it bacterial you know mm-hmm. not necessarily viral but like, yeah, bacterial yeah. sure <laughs> yeah. but uh how do you sort of balance like having that and just like you know slightly blowing up there with also like still being a college student and like you still have like yeah. deadlines and papers right it was crazy because it was the beginning of my senior year of college and so and i wasn't sure what i wanted to do next because i was doing linguistics and also music and i was like ah oh, I feel like I'm like juggling 50 million things here. I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I feel like I had that happen. And I was like, uh, I really want to chase this thing. Like, I feel like I can really do it. Um, but it was weird. I would like go to class. And I remember I went to my my English class. And this one girl was like, hey, I pulled up this place called Next Gen Singer Songwriters. And <laughs> I saw a song with your name on it. And like, is that you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. What was the general like vibe at your school about like people knowing about your music or whether you're just like completely Hannah Montana? <laughs> it was a little bit. I mean, I tried not to talk about it too much also cuz I just didn't I didn't I I always worry about like feeling people feeling like I'm bragging or rubbing it in their face which is never the case so I always just try to keep it private um and separate from school because that's really what I was there to do and I went to Wellesley College which is like a very academically focused school but like my friends knew and stuff and I would every now and then it'd be like oh hey do you want to hang out I'd be like no I have to go into a writing session (laughs) on my computer in my dorm room (laughs) so uh what time did you guys meet you and Tori Around that same time. Yeah. yeah. We, Back to Test was the first one we worked on mm-hmm. together. It was yeah. wonderful. Found her on TikTok. Was obsessed with yes. Eldest Daughter. I'm <laughs> an only child, so I therefore am the Eldest Daughter. <laughs> and she released the release date, and I was like, it's my birthday. My birthday. I think we have to be friends. <laughs> and, you know, it just it evolved from there. And we had, you know, I feel like we're very similar people, but almost complete opposites. Mm. So, so it's like, you know, I mean, I'm literally from South Philly, <laughs> and she's from a small town in Vermont. So it's like, I'm very, like, obviously you're very well-spoken. I'm loud-spoken. So there's, like, there's you're that well-spoken. line. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. But I just think it's really funny, because it's like, it's not like we're from, like, opposite parts of the world, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, she's from a small town. I'm from a big city. Like, huge, loud family. But we also mm. have, like, so many common interests and, like, yeah. very similar humor, I think, too. Like what? God. We love a meme. Yeah. I, we do love a mm. meme. We do love a meme. Wait, will like you pull up that one you showed me, the snug as a bug one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been saying snug as a bug in a rug a lot lately because yeah. on, we're on tour and um, yeah. so we sleep whenever... <laughs> 
Um, haters will see your bug ass in a rug and say, he is not snug. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, that that was hers, and I feel like it's funny. And also, you know, here's a picture of our beds. She's literally tucked into the bed, and mine is completely unwrapped every single night. You know. Rip the sheets I do. up every, every single, single every night. Single night. Mm. I do. Yeah. And I have to make my bed every morning. Yeah. Yeah. She's we a balance shower. each other out. I'm a morning shower. <laughs> a lot of differences, but like, we blend well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good to be a night shower and a morning shower because then you don't have to. Works have to really well. Yeah. We're not fighting Super each other. Super well. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Want I want an eldest daughter. Eldest daughter. As an eldest daughter. As an eldest daughter, I love eldest daughter. <laughs> because Thank not you. only am I the oldest, well, I have a younger brother, but yeah. I'm also the oldest cousin. Mm. Oh my god. So I'm like the first baby in my whole family. It's a lot of pressure. I know. And then I had to go and become a musician. Like, what is this? <laughs> so I very much like my senior year of college, I, um, I was also like, yeah so it, like hearing like your journey about that and i was like dang like i i listened to that song in the car with my girlfriend and my mm-hmm. jaw just dropped i was like <laughs> i was like is she me <laughs> is that me is that that is, is she me? And, yeah and i was like oh my god that's insane and mm. especially like the whole you, yeah you like you paint such a nice picture about like just what it feels to be like have all that pressure and like yeah. not know what to do with it yeah because i always felt like i was like letting everybody down because like you know it's like i have to do something like right like responsible and big totally. and then you're just like i'm just a little guy i'm back on my eldest daughter bullshit drawn towards broken people like a magnet Exactly. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that. I th- yeah, I think I I also come like from a place of like I never want to let anybody down and I feel like I have all this responsibility as like the grown-up kid and like mm-hmm. taking care of everybody. So it's like sometimes when you want or need to do something for yourself, you end up feeling guilty about it and that's not fun, but um yeah, yeah I think that's that's totally what they what I wrote the song about. So, have yeah. you um have you been like working through that at all, or do you think you're still like in that mindset, or where where are we at now? I'm trying to. I think. Well, I think that pursuing music has sort of helped me realize that like it's okay to follow sort of like your own passions. I struggled for a while with, and I still do, obviously, with feeling like I need to do something that <laughs> people will be proud of me for. I, I just think that accepting that, like, okay, I am going to try music, and it might be kind of embarrassing every once in a while has sort of helped me move past the, oh, I need to do something that everybody's going to be happy about. Yeah. yeah. How how did they receive the song? How did they, like, what did they think of Eldest Daughter? It was actually very positive, because really? my mom is an eldest daughter, and then my her mom, my grandmother, is an eldest daughter, so they, I think I played it for them, and they were like, Uh, (laughs) Ah, I see generational trauma, generational stuff happening here. Um, Yeah, it was. I mean, I felt like it was a way to connect with them through it. Honestly, how'd your siblings take it? I have a. I have one younger brother. He was. He was. He was fine about it. I. I think that he understands. Um, Yeah, he's great. So. What's the age gap between you guys? It's only two years, so he's like. Literally, really? literally. <laughs> wow. What's your younger brother's name? His name's Ian. Shout out Ian Plus. <laughs> Her brother's Evan. <laughs> His name's Evan. Wow. No way. Yeah. That's so funny. Whoa. <laughs> the universe is colliding. Thinking like between Lana and Isabella, there's like a. Is well, my, Isabella my or Isabella? Is... Isabella. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that dangling A was the one connection. <laughs> my full name is Loriana, so if you're Isabella, that would yeah, be yeah. together. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. That's that's the one difference. Between <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. The only thing. What? Okay, this is completely off topic, but I had to like make use of this. Was it annoying when Encanto got big 
and like everyone was saying like Isabella your boy's friend's here did your like friends annoy you with that no they never did I I don't the only time people really call me Isabella is like at coffee shops when they're Mm. like Isabella Mm. um I also had a basketball coach who could not get my name right for three years and he called me Isabella every single time so that's a little traumatic but Isabella's easier because you just say less you would think say less you would think yeah. <laughs> I got you, yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of Eldest Daughter, though, that's when uh, you guys met. Yeah. When you started coordinating releases with, like, Bechdel Test and stuff like that, what were you doing a little differently than when you were just, like, bedroom artists, like, going on your own? Um, well, you have – your industry knowledge is very expansive. <laughs> She's a nerd about linguistics. I'm a nerd about everything music industry related yeah like i'll pull up like an app like chart metric and she's like what are you looking at that's my face i was like do you want to read it she's like no i actually don't <laughs> it's a lot of numbers and terminology that i'm like i love this so much but mm-hmm. i mean i feel like we coordinate it really well because like in terms of like release dates it was like we started working really close to when she wanted to release it so we just like do things and we we're like doing meetings and different other things like that and you know coordinating with like distributors and all that fun stuff and i feel like that was a really smooth easy mm-hmm. way into the release and then everything after that we were like you know doing it like full out properly kind of a thing yeah 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 i mean it, i had been doing it sort of alone for like a year which was scary so like it was yeah i'd been looking almost i guess for someone to have in my corner <laughs> also because like i don't come from um a place of like industry knowledge it's all sort of the creation side so to like have you know someone who knows so much about how things operate and also is a friend like Mm. it's yeah it works really well wow yeah i feel like that's what like gives us like a larger edge than other people is like we're genuinely actually friends Mm -hmm. and like obviously i know like she has my back no matter what and she also knows that I literally would fight anybody (laughs) (laughs) and it's like I think that's what's funny because my mom brings it up all the time like you know we're walking around in cities by ourselves all the time like I'd be the one to say something to someone (laughs) and she'd be in the back like yeah I got your back (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'll be right here hype you up yeah she's literally such a hype woman for me I think it's hilarious but like you know if you go on her TikTok a fan actually was in Nashville came up to me he's like oh i remember you from liking and commenting on all of my comments because i'll be like hey don't forget to pre-save the song <laughs> you know that's we we both do that with each other we're just yeah. very very supportive yes yeah. did you guys like when you first met did you like have like more of like an online relationship or did you like meet in person no like, we had like yeah, a it was very online, online relationship yeah. and i feel like you know we just were like connecting for a while and like talking and i was like very persistent i was like Hey. <laughs> I was like, I love you so <laughs> I was like, please come talk to me. And then we like actually started talking. And we were like, oh, like we have a lot in common. Yeah. yeah we like all the same music and the same artists yeah. and everything. So it was just like very easy. And for me, like growing up on Stan Twitter, like online friendships were never something I was like afraid of because I was like, oh, like of course, like I'll meet I'll meet one of these people one day. Like it's not a big deal. I also knew she wasn't like a st- weird stalker. Yeah, weird, weird, weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I remember she was telling when she told my mom about me. She's like, "Well, to start off, she's a woman." So because <laughs> I, I had been sort of on the hunt for a manager, but I, I mean, I was like, I don't really want to work with a man. Like I, I understandable. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to work with a woman who I feel like really understands where I'm coming from. Um, and I had followed Tori for a while, and I'd been watching. I'd been lurking. Yeah, she's like watching like a hawk. So you're both lurking on each other. Yeah, no, yeah, mm. dead ass. Um, and when I was telling my mom about it, I was like, "She's a woman. She's young. <laughs> she's fun. She's right. nice." Right, right. Like, all, all of the things. And I remember I literally was like talking to my mom about it. And I was like, "So, uh, like, met this girl. She's great." And she's like, "Oh, I love it." I was like, "So she's coming over in like two weeks, and we're gonna go away." And she's like, "Okay." Like the, you want. Yeah, the first time we met, it's like she came here for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then we flew right to New York. Uh, we actually took a bus to New York, and then we flew right to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it was, I feel like the stars aligned in a lot of ways. Because, like, you know, you always think, like, you're meant to meet certain people at right times. And I feel like it was the right time. And, you know, we went to Nashville, and, 
you know, I stayed with my friend Laura, and I was like, oh, I hope they like each other. They're roommates now, so yeah. good for oh, me. Nice. Um, I literally love to tell everyone that. I'm like, <laughs> couldn't be better. Like, this is the best <laughs> possible outcome for me specifically. <laughs> so it's like, they live together. Like, we're all friends, and it's just like, you know, it worked out, and I'm like, glad to have someone like Isabel, like, in my life, like, as a friend, also to work with, because, like, we go through a lot of the same things together. Mm. Yeah. That's like, you know, we love a good team moment here and there. Mm. Yeah, we love a debrief at night. We love a nighttime debrief. We do. And I feel like, you know, especially like working with another woman, it's just like mm. so much easier. Yeah. 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 Do you Same. Ever, <laughs> do, you, do you ever find it hard to balance like the friendship and the businessy relationships that you I have? Don't or do. does it? Not really. I think it almost, for me, it makes it easier because yeah. I find it easier to be honest with you without worrying about whether it's going to hurt your feelings or yeah. not, basically. Where you're like, oh, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, no, but also I love you. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this this morning. We were talking about something and I was like, as well, listen, I love you, but I'm not really feeling that shirt. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we're very, we're very, very honest with each other. And I feel like that comes from a place of like friendship as well. Yeah, and respect. Yeah. And yeah. also for me, like music is my whole life like my career is who I am Mm -hmm. that it's like it's also easier for me to work with people that like I already know or like are friends of friends kind of a thing because Mm. I'm never gonna change you know what I mean I'm just very always been very focused on my career so like Mm -hmm. having my friends like who also just happen to work in the same industry is just like cherry on top you know Yeah. yeah Can I circle back mm-hmm. to something you said? I want to talk about the Stan Twitter to music oh industry God. professional pipeline. <laughs> yeah, how, it's real. Yeah, how did how did that like how did that become like a profession for you? Yeah, I literally it's my favorite topic to talk about besides <laughs> Isabel. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me, it's like growing up here. Obviously, there's not much to do except be online. So yeah how it starts Mm -hmm. and then eventually I go to a lot of concerts meet a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I just figured out that I was like I like this I like it a lot and obviously One Direction played a big role in that Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. yeah I hated Simon Cowell hated how he treated (laughs) his artists and I noticed that from a very young age Mm -hmm. it was like 2010's paparazzi was very intense so you saw even things you didn't want people to see from the outside yeah, and I was like, also, there's not a woman working this concert. I don't really think I like that. Mm. Yeah, that ultimately, uh, I started, like, my manager the day after I graduated high school. So, it's real. It just started with me going to concerts and just being, like, very intensely, like, obsessed with following my favorite artists. So, yeah. Hmm. That's so cool. And then you went to, you went to, um, you Arts, right? Oh, Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. How was that? I, it was good. I graduated early. I just graduated in December, and then I walk literally the week after we come back from tour, which I think is really funny. Kind of manifested that on myself. I said I wanted to graduate early and come back and be like, yeah, guys, I just cut off a tour. You know? <laughs> nice. So cool. But yeah, it was great. I mean, I met a lot of people there. I mean, doing what I do, I didn't need to necessarily go to school. Mm-hmm. But obviously, because I started it when I graduated high school, I was like, I want to go meet new people. And it's like my options were between here and Berkeley. And I was like, mm, I think I'd rather stay home. Like, I met all these nice people at the concert venues. Like, I want to stay connected. Yeah. So, yeah, I just stayed here and now I'm doing this. So, yeah. Here we are. I know. Crazy. <laughs> I went to your artist talk or uh, artist management talk a couple weeks back. How'd you like it? It was good. Yeah. You gave some pretty good advice. Thank I was you so like, much. Dang. I really appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I literally texted her after and I was like, yeah. People love asking questions about you. <laughs> like, I always have a conversation with people going, so Isabel, it's no longer how am I doing. It's like, how is Isabel doing? And I'm like, I love it. Personally, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. She's sitting on the couch in her apartment, crocheting a blanket. <laughs> That's what she always loves yeah. to do, yeah. That's yep. what she's doing right now. There's no way I was going to be able to segue into this nicely, but I saw, like, somebody tweeted, like, Isabel Pless is, like, at this dive bar crocheting. <laughs> and then, like... Some I think you posted a picture of like you doing that. Yeah. Is that just a thing yeah. you do? Like Yeah, that was my friend Joey. He plays um guitar for Semler. Um her name's Grace. But yeah. um shout I out went Semler. On, yeah, shout out Semler. I went on tour or I did like three dates with them in January and um I make hats as part of my like merch. Like I crochet hats and I was crocheting a hat in the basement green room of the Kung Fu um necktie. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here yeah. actually. Yeah. So, good times. Yeah, great times. They're 
sell out on tour. Every night, there's either yeah, people... none or there's one left. <laughs> Do you like crochet <laughs> them and then that night people can buy them? No. I I prepared for this tour in advance. I had like a hundred hats ready to go. So um, I I need to find another yarn store though because they are selling very <laughs> fast, which is awesome. But it's like. I'm gonna run out. So yeah. see, that's the inflation no one wants to talk about is the <laughs> yarn. Like, tell me about it's it. Kind of a, you, no one wants to say my, it. My uh, piano accompanist in college, she is an avid knitter. Yeah, and she literally during rehearsal, she's just sitting at the piano knitting all the yeah. time. Yeah, and she she just started like looming her own oh my god wow own. yeah like she she has like a spinning wheel yeah and she like makes her own yarn. Shout out to Stephanie. Uh, shout, out. Oh, shout out to Stephanie. Yeah, well, I think that's your birthday present. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I Winding yeah. my own yarn. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think wow. Laura would freak out if there was a loom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and she's just like, I got I got a bunch of like, what is it? Like alpaca fur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to spin it today. Oh, and wow. that's going to be what I do. And I'm like, I love you, Stephanie. I wanna, I wanna just be a pianist who <laughs> looms. That's Love. all I want. Me too. Maybe you'll end up there. Yeah. Hopefully. See, Who another knows? pipeline for us. Want to circle back to uh, your artistry a little bit because uh, I have a couple songs I still want to make sure we get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you recently dropped a little life, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing amazing diss track right there (laughs) um i think it's like kind of notable because it's a little different than like a lot of the rest of your discography yeah like you know even when you're going to like songs where you're talking about like heartbreak or stuff Mm -hmm. like that it's like still like you're not going in like as deep as you do when you're just like raging against that like internet commenter yeah um what was sort of like the idea behind like not only just like the song but like how how hard you were gonna go well i wrote it i wrote most of it and in one night i did the so the little um hook basically that's like ah uh i worked on the song with juanariza um who was in la but he was like i feel like this song like that you're saying a lot but i feel like there needs to be something to like tie it all together so that it feels like an anthem basically and so he came up with that part which i feel like did help solidify the song is like um solidified the meaning of it really I hope hell's harder than you thought it'd be I hope people stop listening when you speak I hope that you see me in your wet dreams I hope karma's the bitch that she's always been I hope the regret eats you from within I hope the future brings you down to your knees Forgiveness isn't working, so I hope you choke And that you find yourself always the butt of the joke Know that you are in my eyes And when you're out getting wasted on something tasteless Hope you lose your mind, but not your patience When you realize you're just some guy And this is such a little sure i was thinking too hard about like how aggressive am i gonna be with this because i was so mad that i felt like i was just gonna write until i felt better and then i did and then i went to sleep and i woke up and i was like wow that's a really mean song (laughs) um but um yeah i mean it applies to that commenter and then also i just feel like there have been so many people in my life and then in everybody's life who have been so mean for no reason and it's like literally fuck you like i don't you know like i'm not gonna forgive you if you aren't asking for it so mm. yeah yeah little life is her dreams and nightmares if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that makes a lot of sense yes. yeah so because it does kind of like show that like little different dimension of you like what are you trying to like communicate to your audience and like hope that they know about you from that song um well i would say i'm i take a lot of pride in like being a pretty kind person i don't know i 
That sounds weird to say, but like now I don't meet like mean people who crochet. <laughs> That's a stereotype I'm gonna keep. Like yeah, I think I think the main thing is like it's okay to stand up for yourself because that's something I really have had to like put a lot of effort into learning, and it takes a lot of energy for me to do that sometimes to not let people walk all over me, and um, so like I wrote it in a place of like oh I'm so mad right now, but also. I still play it and sing it and like I released it in a, in a space of like I want to make sure that people know that it's okay to like not let someone take advantage of you basically or like take all their shit out on you sorry I'm swearing I'm not she's no, swearing it's, okay it's okay fine. it's a Christian podcast but other than that it's fine <laughs> you can take it out <laughs> no, no no you're good you're totally good <laughs> yeah it's, it's fine yeah but also I just wanted to say that like kindness I feel like is a really underrated yeah. trait like I feel like people are like oh no it's so corny to be like nice but it's like no everybody should just be nice yeah exactly. totally i think there's power in like being a kind person mm-hmm. but also there's power in like saying yeah Please don't yes. draw it to me yeah. <laughs> setting a boundary setting a boundary yeah. totally yeah. Yeah. yeah they can coexist totally Definitely. yeah yeah um speaking of uh unkind song now um, <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, songs that have like a little more edge to it, you mm-hmm. recently today's release day for you, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's not gonna come out today, but it, today that we're recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in a week and a half, so your song will be like a week and a half old yeah, by the time it's out. But um, yeah, so uh, your song "Switched the Station." Mm-hmm. Uh, what was sort of the inspiration behind this one? Well, in, none of it is real, so like that's kind of fun. I I don't <laughs> think I've ever released a song where it didn't happen, like nothing happened. The song isn't about anything real that ever happened, but um, I, I think I was just like I don't. I think it would be fun to write a song about someone writing a song about you, and also I started writing it like two years ago when I was just starting to get into the industry and I was feeling a lot of pressure to like write about every aspect of my life. So I wanted to write a song that was not about me like at all, basically. In I don't know opposition to that, I mm-hmm. guess, because I was feeling so like. I feel like I'm mining my life for content, which feels bad sometimes. Label said you needed new tune. We ended in the afternoon. Hope our messy break can bring you some clean inspiration. The papers missed your fatal flaw. Artistry is a demon with claws. I know that you crave pain and moderation. Wattpad song, the YN, <laughs> YN yeah. Wattpad yeah, song. Yeah. Man, I love a, I love a YN moment. Love a YN moment. <laughs> you know about this, Josh? I do not. Um, <laughs> I'm just smiling. Should, so we, should, we, right should now. we educate him about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stands for like insert your name here. It's like someone will write a story, and all of the names that are relevant to the character it's in the point of view of, it'll just say yeah. YN. So it's like I love yourself. you, YN. Yeah. It says mm. Harry Styles. I was gonna say like <laughs> Harry Styles fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Harry goes, YN, I love you so much. Yeah. It's like his eyes boring yeah. from my back and I feel so much. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, so like when you were saying that, I was like thinking it's like W-Y-A-N. Uh. Like, I, I didn't, okay. Yeah, well uh, now you ask, know. The more you know. Mm-hmm. You Happy to educate you. Because my IQ is not high enough. The culture, the more you know. Yeah, still, yeah. Josh, if you're going to be in this line of business, you need to know more about stand culture. Okay. Make yeah. go around. Yeah. Yeah. Do some Google deep diving. Mm. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that that like unearthed <laughs> <laughs> so many memories. Unearthed so many memories. <laughs> uh, well, what was your first fanfic that you ever? Oh my god! I would happily answer. Yeah. That. You go first because I don't know actually. Well, if anyone remembers, now it is a motion picture. It was called After. And I started reading it when it literally she was updating it. Um, I was in middle school, and uh, the first it was only one book at the time. She had like twelve chapters out when I started reading it. Really sucked first couple first couple chapters. What was it? What was it? Oh, about Harry Styles. It's literally like a movie now. There's four movies out. It's called called After, and instead of Harry, the name is Harden, and it's really triggering um, because it's like obviously if you watch the movie. They typecasted it so well that, like, mm-hmm. the guy looks like frat boy Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy that's Niall in the 
fanfic, he looks like Niall, and I'm like, yeah, they could totally <laughs> sue them for this, and I wouldn't even care. I think it would be the funniest thing ever, but... No. <laughs> How about you, Isabel? I don't remember what it was called. It was a Five Sauce fanfic, though. Valid. I was so a big. Valid. I was a big Five Sauce. Yeah. Five Sauce in summer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was a Michael girl. How about you? Callum? Yeah, word, <laughs> word. Yeah. I feel like that's breaking yeah. news right there. Like, <laughs> breaking it's news. It's going to be on the front page of Pitchfork oh, tomorrow. God. <laughs> yeah, here class, we go. <laughs> it well, is what it is. Yeah, she learned how to play the bass the other day at the Rock and Roll oh. Hall of Fame. So. Yeah, that was fun. She's basically Calamud. Yeah. Yeah, there literally. Taking his spot in the band. Literally. <laughs> they need one, name one woman her. <laughs> now, it's, now it's six sauce. Six sauce. It's not, there's not even five of them. There's only four. Now it's, now it's truly five sauce. Five sauce. Yeah. But it's like how four town, there's five of them. Oh, God. Mm. Mm. Okay. I had a qu- like there, I'm, I was trying to think of like a transition this entire time, but <laughs> I, I'm just giving up on that entirely. No, that was, yeah, um, sir. I went left field. No, no, no. no. <laughs> You're totally fine because this is like, uh, but you have like a really distinct sense of style that like I just kind of well, noticed. And like, wh- what sort of your fashion influences? Whoa, <laughs> what a compliment. Yeah. Um, uh, who are my fashion influences? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I thought about it more. I feel like so many of my friends have like Pinterest boards and they're like go thrifting for like specific things. And I wake up and I'm like, today, pants <laughs> and she a shirt. A pant, yeah. <laughs> mm. I do love, I love a trouser. A trouser. Mm. I think, I think. I love to look like kind of academic, but in like a casual way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like off duty professor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's off duty professor. That literally, that's what you are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's true. Well, yeah, what are you going to serve tonight? <laughs> yeah. Who are you wearing? The thing is, is I've, there's only been four shows and I've worn the blazer two times. And this morning I was like, I think blazer again. Then you I was like, yeah. oh. does that like when you're, because you play guitar when you're mm-hmm. out there, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't get in the way or anything, which is nice. It's like kind of an oversized one, so it's not like too tight or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't think I can wear it three out of five times. That feels like like a lot. I mean, you know? it can be it can become like your thing. Blazer every time. Blazer. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, the thing is, I loved um, Clara's like last tour where she would just wear sort of like blazer, trousers, baseball cap. T-shirt. Um, and yeah. the loafers. I was like, mm. that really, that's a vibe. I, I think really Clara could be your style influence. Yeah, I love yeah, Clara. I love Clara. <laughs> I you, do. I mean, you kind of do serve Jack sometimes, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Off duty producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, just like, I think like you do a really interesting job with the aesthetics of your music as well as like the actual like content of it there. You have like a how do you like pose because you always have the same like face i feel like when you're doing these <laughs> yeah. things yeah and i'm like it's not sadness but it's not like not sadness mm. what are, what are you doing when you're uh um that's when you're doing a shoot yeah well it's so funny because i feel like photo shoots are the part where i'm like oh my god i'm so uncomfortable right <laughs> now <laughs> like i did not sign up for this part of the job um so i think a lot of the time it is me trying to like focus on like holding my body in the right way um, and also, I feel like smiling isn't isn't totally right. Um, but I do want to have a look of like, ooh, she's thinking really hard right mm. now. You know, you like really off duty professor. I, I'm actually... Super super off duty professor. Yeah. Yeah. I will interject and say, literally every time she has a shoot, I'm usually there, or it's like my friends will come to the concert and they'll do like portraits beforehand. She's always serving model, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay. Like every single time, I'm like slay, slay, slay. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. What a compliment! Thank you. I've literally told you to your face. <laughs> <laughs> literally told you to your face. I feel like you photograph very well. Like you're con- you're very photogenic. Thank you. That yeah. means yeah, you're welcome. A lot. Also, like shout out working holiday and done. Yeah, I was gonna say working holiday. They're a Nashville um company, media company. Yeah. We work with a lot, and they're just so great and they like for this ep that i'm putting out in june they did all the like styling and the aesthetics and photography and stuff um so they helped a lot yeah yeah they're amazing sarah's pinterest board your style yeah (laughs) sarah the stylist shout out sarah yeah Yeah. i love her yeah 
want to really quickly touch on the EP mm -hmm. that you mentioned there. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that like some of the signals you already dropped for it. Um, yeah. What Switch the Station is the third one. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, there'll be one more single. I oh, Can I say that? Is, will there be one more single or is it? I we don't know yet. <laughs> it's just going to depend on mastering, but okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll say yes. Okay, so the three singles have dropped already, and so the last one was today. And then there will be two more um, that will be coming out, and so it's a five-song EP. The EP itself will be out in June. So. Do you have a title for it? Yeah, it's called Bad Luck Letting You Go. It's very exciting. It's on all my tour t-shirts. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, fun stuff. That's really nice. I like how like sort of the interplay between like the other the songs that you have so far with like spam calls like Little Life mm -hmm. and this, like has like a nice little arc to it. Thanks. I was well the the theme of the EP was like um, different viewpoints on like different um, relationships. Basically, overarching theme is different perspectives on people who I had a hard time letting go of in like mm. different ways. Whether that was like spam calls where it was sort of nostalgic for a past relationship or like little life where it was somebody who was an asshole and I just couldn't let go of it basically. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Anything to close out? Um, my girlfriend wanted to ask you what's your favorite bird? Oh my god, it's a chickadee. Yeah? yeah. Oh wow, that means a lot to me. <laughs> She'd ask that. I love chickadees. They used to like sit outside my window. Well, I mean they still do. In Vermont. Um, I live on the second floor of my house and I have a little tree outside, and they sit up there, and they chirp, and I think they're so cute. Mm -hmm. And also, they're very hardy, very yeah. strong, mm -hmm. tough birds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, what are <laughs> you talking about right now? I know, it's cool. So you, you run a bird fighting ring. and like, I do. You, they're yeah, like the closers, right? they know how to right? fight. Yeah. 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 Do you want to tell them about the birds outside your apartment that you actually want to murder? Oh, right now in Nashville, I have bushes outside my apartment, and all, it's springtime, so all the birds are having children and <laughs> they're loud they chirp <laughs> at three in the morning and i wake up and i'm like ah, i'm gonna kill these birds yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm oh, not a bird killer birds. i got yeah. you but i might be spreading some arsenic tinted birds i do want you to know this could be clipped out if you want <laughs> like we don't gotta put it in but i think it's very funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I would never. I would never hurt an animal. I swear, I will not be killing birds. But I, oh, I, I do wish them Metaphor the worst point. energy right now because yeah. they are keeping me awake. Yeah. yeah. I wish these birds a very get away from my window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I wish these birds a very yeah. leave me alone. Birds, forgiveness isn't working. So I hope, hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. None. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's it. That's my last question. Yeah. Week. Okay. Before we get Peter on us, I think we'll go to the lightning round. <laughs> okay. So we like to close out with a little bit of lightning round here. Mm -hmm. uh, so first song, or uh, sorry, first question is, uh, what's the song that you wish you had written? Nothing Fucks With My Baby by Hozier. Mm. Valid. Thanks. Yeah. Um, what's your musical hot take? This can be for both of you. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> Wait, can you give me one? I don't. What's the musical hot take oh, that shit. I've said? Um, I have so many and now I can't think of any. I can't think of any as well. You know, Lizzo just dropped one where she said uh, Nickelback is overhated. So. Oh, I would agree with that. I, yeah. I think they're really not that. They're like middle of the road. I don't think they're like. Yeah. But I don't think they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. Who's someone I think is bad who everyone is saying is good? Every now and then. Wow, this is really embarrassing that I can't even think of one. No, we because you're such a positive person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just too kind. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Um, My musical hot take is that everything that's viral does not mean it's good. Oh, mm -hmm. I'll go with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Tired, I do yeah. think that... Tired. Oh, you know what? Also, I hate sped up TikTok sounds that go viral. Mm -hmm. Those make me want to... Uh-huh. But people yeah. have to keep making them because that's how they get seen exactly the, oh yeah i i totally support people making their own it's it's more like when that stuff goes viral i'm like is this really what you guys want like mm. you want sped up Stop tiny mouth sounding songs sped up songs on top 40 radio that yeah is my hot on top 40 on top for radio on Sirius XM, they did the sped-up version of Escapism, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm. The OG version has more streams. Take so this, much better. Take this off the airwaves, please. Crazy. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a dream venue for you to play? Red Rocks. 
Yeah. I went there uh, last year and I saw it for the first time and I was like, yo, oh my God. Yeah. You're yeah. the first East Coaster we've had who said Red Rocks. Really? Because if they're from the West Coast, they'll say Red Rocks. If they're from yeah. the East Coast, they'll say MSG. Oh, mm. interesting. Well, I've never been to MSG, so I feel like I would have to go first and yeah. scope MS- it out. MSG is nice, but like for me as a manager, TLA on South Street. That's mm. that's where. Yeah, because it's the marquee for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very iconic. Yeah. Um, if you could give advice to your fourteen-year-old self, what would you say? Oh, I mean, it gets better. I think I would. Well, I think everyone when they're fourteen is like this is the end of the world i have to be like popular and liked by everyone and then you graduate high school and you're like oh actually everything is fine (laughs) never looking back yeah i wish i could just like give her a hug and be like it's gonna be fine (laughs) you're gonna be okay (laughs) yeah what's your go-to linguistic fact oh no (laughs) oh well the one i was talking to my dad about the other day was that baby talk doesn't work. Like when you're baby talking yeah. with your baby, is it doesn't do anything for mm-hmm. them. Cause you just gotta talk to them like, you just gotta talk to them like a normal person because they don't learn from baby talk. <laughs> I think it's like I really enjoy talking to like my baby cousins in like the most <laughs> formal tone possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and how are we this evening? Good evening, <laughs> sir. Yeah. How, how are you? Also, baby gentleman. sign language is useless. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. You gotta that. just use regular sign language. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was like a baby sign. Like, no, yeah, sign. people yeah. like make up baby signs, and but then once you get old, like they're useless. Yeah, and, like just teach them regular sign language. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was okay. Uh, boats, planes, trains, or cars? I, w- I love a train. I wish I wish I had more access to trains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. what's up. <laughs> Do you, do you concur? Do you concur? <laughs> um, I do love a bus. I do love a bus. You do love a bus. I go that back and forth in New York, so it's fine. like, you know, bus station's right here. I hop on my express Peter Pan. Bye, guys. See mm-hmm. you later. I'm there in an hour and a half, so hmm. can't beat it. Do you just, like, pop in an audiobook or something? Or, like... Mm, well, I listen to a lot of music, so... Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just listen to Daisy Jones on audiobook, so mm. it was pretty good. Yeah. Mm. All right, um, that's it for me. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had like one. Okay, we all right. Forget. We always close on the same two questions. Uh, so you know, you got this new EP dropping. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, already have like a great run of singles out so far. Uh, any thoughts about submitting this for Grammy consideration? <laughs> Feels a little <laughs> early. <maybe. laughs> um, you know, hopefully one day that would be unreal, but. Mm, not this time around. I got you. Okay, that's cool. Cause like you know you don't want to crowd it out too quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I you know it. I think I think I'm a really threatening force to the Grammy yeah. Grammy sort I, of I process agree. right yeah. now. Yeah. It would be unfair to everyone else. So. Yeah. yeah. Nah, you don't want to. You know, we recording Academy. I think needs to take some time. You know, exactly. you don't you don't want to run too quick. You know, that's what Kanye did. Exactly. That didn't work. It didn't go too well. No, it didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I go and secretly submit it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. I mean, like, you know, we totally understand because, uh, you know, you don't want to dominate too quickly. But, you, you know, we also, I think, at the Opus Podcast, we're all about lifting up the indie artists. And, like, you know, we know that you're going to be on that stage, like, real soon. Uh, you know, it's always, like, it's always great to talk to an artist who's, like, you know, you just know that they're next. Thank so uh, really enjoy that. So with all that being said, since we know you're going to be on that Grammy stage, except in uh, Best Album, you know, sometime soon, uh, why don't you practice your Grammy speech right now? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, I love this. Well, actually, you know what? If we're going to be serious about it, I think I would, like, thank um, all the English teachers who I've worked. I went to public school. And can you turn off the goddamn camera? Oh, my God. I I would thank my English teachers, though. I feel like they really fostered sort of my creativity and, and allowed me to... I'm trying really hard right now. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I'll start over in that way. Okay, you can go. That's fine. If I'm being serious about it, I think I would thank my English teachers. Um, I went to public school, and um, yeah, I think they really helped foster my creativity. And um, I don't know. There was there was never. I never had an English teacher who was like, stop writing, basically. Um, so yeah public school teachers support them 
English teachers. Love mm. them. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like how you didn't shout out your manager sitting next to you, but that's <laughs> She knows it, so I'm that's not even going to say it. Yeah. She's like, I'm just shouting out the teachers. I'll be in the audience and be like, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody thanks, like, their parents or, like, artists, like, reps or whatever. Nobody thanks the English teachers, and everybody I think they really should. should. Yeah. yeah. They should. Yeah. So. They should. Yeah. They work hard. They do. Yeah. That's Shout out a public school teacher. I went to public school, so, yeah. Same. We're all, yes. we're all public out here. Yeah. Public. Woohoo! Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, it's been a delight having you on. Uh, shout out uh, your social media so people can follow you. Sure. Instagram and Twitter is Isabel underscore plus, and my TikTok is Everything Hurts Man. So you know. Uh, man, I really <laughs> love. That. I was surprised that wasn't taken too. I was yeah. Like, well, I took it like four years ago, so I've had it for a while. I yeah, got you. It's mine. Okay. All right. Y'all heard the woman go stream, go like, subscribe, comment, follow, do everything you got to do. Some of the most fire music that's coming out right now. Hop on while the bandwagon is, I, I think the bandwagon is honestly left, but like, you know, <laughs> you can still like, you can still hop yeah. on. There's still time. You There's can still time. say like, oh yeah, I knew her when she was, you know, only just like touring East Coast and West Coast. Crocheting hats. Yeah. Still crocheting the hats. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so y'all go uh, follow, listen, stream. Thanks for listening to the Opus Podcast. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy.